Hey everybody, um, I didn't go over this in the beginning, but I just wanted to quickly make this thing real quickly. Um, huge spoilers to Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, so if you want to play Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, I really recommend it. And if you don't, then continue right on and listen to the podcast. But yeah, um, that's about it. Um, thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Nintendo! Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Ace Card Podcast. Uh, yes, it has been a while. It has been uh, almost two months. Just a little, a little less than two months. Um, yeah, sorry it's been so long. I've uh, been. It was about the time that I started going back to school. I got a job, so I could afford a vehicle. And I'm still in the process of getting my license, but it's gotten a lot slower. Um, and I had a lot of free time today, so I'm just like, you know what? Let's make an episode. Let's make an episode that I've been wanting and trying to make for a long time. Um, and that, today's episode is going to be Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Now, as I just mentioned, I have been trying to make this episode for a while, Mainly what I mean by that is I mean I've been trying to make this episode unscripted. I try and do a lot of my stuff unscripted because I usually think that writing a script can be is boring and I'm just like, eh, let's just skip the process. But honestly, it's pretty helpful and I thought it was gonna be a boring, long, tedious task, but honestly I just kind of I went to town when writing the script, so maybe I'll start writing them a little more. The script is mainly, like, not saying exactly what I'm... I'm not reading off of the script. I'm just kind of... The script is mainly just... I should just say they're more, like, notes and pointers of where I should go. Because sometimes there's just a lot of dead air when, when I'm talking. So that's what I want to avoid. I want to avoid a lot of dead air in the the episodes. So, anyway. Now that's out of the way, let's talk about it. Super Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. A game that released all the way back in 2001, I believe. It was... November 2001 it was released for the Game Boy Advanced and remade for the 3DS little side note now that I brought up the 3DS I actually want to mention something really quickly if you go to Nintendo's official website the 3DS tab is no longer there so for the tabs of the website I'm on the website right now you have Nintendo Switch, Game Store, Amiibo, Play Nintendo, Support, and My Nintendo there was a 3DS tab there it's gone you can still see 3DS games, but as far as I know, you can't find the 3DS console anywhere. So, and then I think Nintendo themselves confirmed that the 3DS is officially out of production. They're not making any more. Um, and that's really, well, I guess I should have seen it. It, it, was, it was inevitable, honestly. They didn't do much with it this year. Actually, they didn't do anything with this with it this year. Let me think. Yeah, there was like nothing this year for the 3DS. There was, like, one thing last year for the 3DS. One major thing that I can think of that comes to my mind with the 3DS. And that was Bowser's Inside Story. Which we'll get to that game another time. But that was the only thing on the 3DS that that I can remember. So it's kind of sad that um, the Bowser's Inside Story remake was the last game to... Well, the last game that I remember. I'm sure there was another game or something. 
Um, but the last memorable thing to be released on the 3DS, and now it's gone. Funny thing is, the 3DS released all the way back in February of 2011. I was seven when this thing released. That's insane to me. Um, I didn't get my 3DS until, like, I want to say 2016 or 2015. It was Christmas of one of those years. It was when the new 3DS was out. And it was when the new Nintendo 3DS was out. Which is a newer, better model of the original 3DS. So, I got that one. I still have it. It still works. I hope it still works for a long, long time. Because there's still a lot of games that I would like to... I would like to have a lot of games live on with me. I would like to have my 3DS as a part of my life for a while. Um, but yeah, that being said, I'm sad that the 3DS had to go. But honestly, it was very inevitable. Especially at this point. There really wasn't much... Really wasn't much left with them to do with it. I mean, they kind of had a successor and a replacement already, which was the Nintendo Switch Lite, which was kind of, which was I would say the replacement of the 3DS. So yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, that the 3DS is gone. There's no more being made. You can still find them. Actually, that's another thing. Their 3D, the 3DS displays and the 3DS games, pretty much every store I've gone to. I'm not going to look for 3DS games. I'm just curious. Um, yeah, all the 3DS game stuff is gone. There's no 3DS stuff in sight. Um, it's crazy to me. I mean, I've seen stuff like this with the original DS and, and the Wii, but I don't know why it hits so much harder with the 3DS. Okay, yeah. You get it. I'm sad. The 3DS is gone. It had a really good run. The starting point wasn't great. The middle was where it really kicked off. Got some good stuff on there. Ocarina of Time remake. Um, I'll go into a lot of that stuff later in another time. But yeah. First couple minutes have just been me talking about how I'm going to miss the 3DS. Okay. Back to today's actual topic. Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga was released on the Game Boy Advance and the 3DS as a remake. So the 3DS remake came out in 2017, and the Game Boy Advance version, the original Game Boy Advance version, came out in 2001, November specifically. And I think Superstar Saga, the remake came out in October. I'll do the original and the remake, that's how I'll, that's how I'll um, talk about them. Anyway, so which one am I going to go over? I'm going to go over both of them, as they're practically the same game. Uh, which one is it the definitive edition to play? I'll go over that later. Um, once I tell, once I go into a little more detail about it. Um, so, Superstar Saga is one of the interesting games in the series because I never grew up with this game. In fact, I only played it. I first played it uh, last year in two hundred in twenty nineteen, in April of twenty nineteen. That's insane. I don't think I beat it until like it took me a couple. It took me a while to beat it. But yeah, Superstar Saga wasn't one a game I grew up with. I grew up with Bowser's Inside Story and Partners in Time. I'll get over those ones in later because I really like those ones too. Um, but after playing it, man, I have to say it is by far one of my favorites. It's really hard to compare like 
it's really hard because Bowser's Inside Story is held so close in high regards because it's one of the games that I played the most throughout my childhood. It was like the one of the one of the games that I really challenged that I really struggled with, especially when I first picked it up. I struggled with it a lot, but I felt so proud of myself when I finally beat the final boss all by myself. I was so happy. And then I but then looking back on it, I I was like, wow, there's a lot to the game. The characters, it's funny, this the music, the, the art style. And then I played Superstar Saga. I'm like, holy crap. Like everything is there. Pretty practically a lot of the stuff that I liked in Bowser's and Die Story was originally in Superstar Saga. Yeah. I only ever played well, I played the original. I got to Gahar Lagoon, if that's how you say it, I don't know. Um, I got to Gahar Lagoon in the original and then picked up the remake, played through the remake, loved it. Uh, if I had to rank it between Bowser's Inside Story and that, I would say Bowser's Inside Story is still higher, but mainly because I have so much nostalgia nostalgia with that one. Because it's one of the games that I've played that I have a really fond spot in my heart for. But Superstar Saga really high up there and I would even say it's one of my favorites I have a lot of favorites but we'll get into that another time hopefully so yeah what's this game about sorry for that by the way um <laughs> what's this game about um I'm gonna quickly talk over this part how does the game play so essentially you're kind of it's an RPG it's an action RPG where you are when you run into an enemy on the field, you are put in a little battle. You are put in a little battle area where you, Mario and Luigi, have to attack this the enemy. It's really hard to explain. I'm not gonna go over it too much, but point is, um, there's there's when enemies attack, you have ability. You have the ability to counterattack or dodge, which requires timing with the button presses. You push A and B for. Each Mario Bros. respectively, Mario's A, Luigi's B, and they'll either pull out their hammers, do a jump, or, you know, they'll do something to either dodge an attack or counterattack. And you have to really have to have good timing, especially it depends on the enemy, too. Sometimes some attacks will feel, like, cheap, like you couldn't have dodged them, but then sometimes if you get really skilled enough, you can really counterattack almost every attack. I'm not at that point yet. I still suck at counterattacking and timing in general, but I still like playing these games. The battle system's easy, there's a health system, if your health reaches zero, you're dead. Both Mario Brothers have their own health, they're not shared. Uh, there's a special point system, a special point system is essentially, if you don't have any special points, you can't use a special move. Special moves are essentially, like, button combination pressures. Let me go over the regular moves real quickly. The regular moves, like the jump, is just, you push A at the right time, bam, you do the maximum amount of damage. Uh, hammer, same thing as jump, push A or B the right time, bam, maximum amount of damage. However, the hammer is different because it can actually get a status effect, which is dizzy, which means that if they're dizzy, the enemy is dizzy, they will it'll skip their turn until they recover. And then you have a little healing system. You can heal with mushrooms, one-ups, nuts. Nuts will heal both of the brothers. One-ups will heal our dead brother. And mushrooms will regularly heal. To replenish your special points, which I'll go over what those are, or I kind of did, but whatever. To res to replenish your special points, you drink some syrup. 
and there are special items in the games there's special items you have the boo biscuit which was only added in the remake and in the two remakes bowser's and dead story and superstar saga uh which will make it so no matter you don't have to you don't have to dodge or you don't have to push any buttons so essentially it skips your turn but you don't have to worry about an attack and then you have the refreshing herb for essentially when a Mario Bro is affected by a status effect like poison, dizzy, trip, heavy G, um, the refreshing her herb will get rid of it completely. And then you have the peppers. The peppers are great. Um, when you eat a pepper, I think there's only one pepper, and that is the red pepper. When you eat a red pepper, your power is Get, you gain a significant power boost, however, you are affected with heavy G, I'm pretty sure. And I think if you try to refresh, if you use the, if you try and reuse the refreshing herbs, you get rid of it, it will also get rid of the power boost. So heavy G is essentially required if you want to use a, pe a, a pepper, sorry. Let's talk about special points. What do the special points do? They allow you to use bros attacks. If you don't have any special points, you can't use any bros attacks. Each bro attack costs a different amount of special points. And these are complex, or I shouldn't say complex because they're kind of simple once you get the rhythm of them. Essentially, they're more complicated than just pushing one button at the right time. You're instead hitting multiple buttons at the same time. So for example, you would sometimes have to, what's a good one to start with? Let's start with the chopper bros. The chopper bros, you would push B at the right time, and then you push A, and then B again, and then Span the A button. That's a good example of a bros attack. Yeah, those do a lot of damage. I would recommend using them. Even if you're afraid to run out of special powers, use them anyway, just so you can get a good rhythm of how to use them. Because if you do, if you go through most of the event and not using them, you could fall out of a rhythm and forget some of the combinations. Not that that's really possible in the remake, because at the bottom screen, it literally tells you how to do it, so... Maybe not, but it's still good to have a little bit of muscle memory helping you along the way. Um, but yeah, that's the battle system. There's a leveling up system. If you get enough XP, you'll level up stats. The stats included are health, special points, defense, power, speed, and stash, I'm pretty sure. I might have missed one, but I don't think it did anything. Uh, stash does nothing. It just gets you discounts. It never goes up. You are the only one who can go up. Okay, let me, I'll explain that in a minute. Actually, I'll explain it now. Every time you level up, you get a bonus amount of points. You get a bonus roulette for an, a certain amount of points. And you can choose where you want those bonus points to go. Everything will go up when you level up except for stash. But the only thing stash does is increases your chance to get lucky attacks. Uh, and gives you discounts in the items. I would say the discounted items are helpful, but... Honestly, you, you can get a pretty good amount of coins when fighting enemies, so it's not too it's not too necessary to upgrade stash, but hey, go for it. You can upgrade your health to get more maximum health. You can upgrade your, your special points to get maximum amount of special points. Upgrade your defense so you can take, so you can get hit a lot more. Upgrade your power so you can deal out more damage. Basic stuff like that. I will say, if you want to make the game a lot easier... Just focus on upgrading your power for both of the bros. Yeah, if you're uh, if you 
only focus on upgrading power and let leveling up take care of the rest of the stats like health and defense, you will practically be unstoppable. <laughs> You'll kill most of the things before they get a chance to really kill you. So if you want to make it really easy, go for power. What I do, not to make it hard on myself, but just because it seems fitting, is I make Luigi get more health and defense and Mario will get more power. And I think that's how it is anyway when they regularly level up. But that's what I do. It just makes it makes me have to plan and think a lot more. And I like doing that rather than just saying, Oh, I'm super overpowered. I'm just going to, you know, one hammer to the head and bam, they're gone. Don't get me wrong. That's really nice and can get you through a lot of unwanted enemy encounters. But, you know, I just don't. I would just rather either run away or not fight them. Simple as that. So anyway, that's the leveling up system and the battling system. I actually went on and talked about that a lot longer than I thought I would. So yeah, and like I said, like I mentioned, and when you defeat an enemy, not, well yeah, when you defeat bosses or an enemy, they will give you coins or even an item. They'll give you um, mushrooms of some sorts, nuts or coins. Coins are used to buy gear, like badges and badges and overalls. Overalls are could, overalls are good because they, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, they will actually increase certain stats if you wear the right pair, and I think some of them actually do grant passive stats that don't really affect your stats, but they'll give you stuff like, uh, Mario will eat a mushroom every turn, or no, never mind. The, the thing that overalls will do is they'll upgrade, they'll boost certain stats for permanently, unless you unequip them and equip something else. The badges are different. The badges are certain effects. So if you were to wear a badge, I, I think there is a badge like this. Every turn before an attack, the Mario Bros, one of the Mario Bros would uh, eat a mushroom or drink syrup, something like that. So that's basically what badges are, or a badge can be like, uh, he gets a temporary power boost until the for the first like two turns or he has a flow to your jump at the expense of not really of using less sp point is there's a lot of badges some of them are really great some of them are really not same with gear some of it is really great but some of it is really not i would really recommend using the gear because if you're like if you're like six-year-old me didn't bother reading what any of this stuff meant you're going to have the tough you're going to have a pretty tough time as gear and badges will really help you in the long run that being said is this game really hard i know i mentioned that leveling up and increasing your power would make the game easy but that implied that the game was pretty hard when in reality, I'm a little, I'm afraid to admit that it's not that hard, actually. There is a difficulty spike in the end, I will go over that in a minute, but the game is relatively easy, actually. If you can time your attacks and understand the pattern of the bosses and counterattack and health, manage your health and special points, you probably won't have a tough time blowing through this game. It took me 11 hours to beat this game, and honestly... I could have done it in less time, but 
I kind of, most of that time was kind of just leaving, I think an hour or two was, no, just about an hour. I think I spent about an hour just leaving my 3DS on, just leaving my 3DS open while the game's still running, so in reality, it probably took me like 10 hours to beat the game. That's still pretty long for some people, I understand that, but I mean, if you have the time, play it. It's a great game. All right. Let's talk about what makes this game so special. Why should you pick up this game over another Mario game? Like New Super Mario Bros. U. Well, New Super Mario Bros. U doesn't have any unique characters. Yeah, this game's got unique characters. Let's go over some of them. So you have um, the main villain of the game, Cacletta. Cacletta, I have no idea what she is. Um... But she's like a witch or something. I don't know. Um, she's a pretty cool villain, honestly. And I, I'm not actually gonna say that. Yeah, I think Kakarot is a great villain. Um, and then there's her, her assistant, her assistant, her assistant Fawful, which also is a really great villain. Um, he actually makes another appearance. He makes two whole appearances. He makes an appearance in Partners in Time. Only as a shopkeeper. He only sells the baby's badges. Um, and then he makes another appearance in Bowser's Inside Story, where he's actually the main villain of that game. And I think a lot of people like that game for that reason alone. And I gotta admit, he's a good villain. He might, he kind of acts the same way in Superstar Saga. Or he acts like how he does in Superstar Saga. He talks in a weird, funny way. He says some funny things. And there's even some slight references here and there to when he was in Super Special. Actually, there's... I'll go over that later. Sorry. I keep saying that. but It's just not the time to bring it up right now. Not that it's bad or anything. It's just... Ah, that's more of an endgame thing. But anyway, he's cool. He makes an appearance. Cacklet is a really great villain. Um... I will say spoilers right now though. I'm sorry, this is like 21. I'll put a disclaimer in the I'll put a disclaimer at the beginning. But yes, we're in I'm gonna spoil. I'm only gonna spoil I'm gonna spoil the game, but I'm not gonna spoil what the final fight is or what it's like. So Kakaleta is defeated in the end, and I'm kinda sad. Because I honestly wish Kakaleta could return as a villain again. Because I honestly really liked how evil she felt. I don't know. But whatever, I guess. It is what it is. She's gone and she will never make an appearance again. And then you have the amount of people who dress like Mario and Luigi. And when I say dress like Mario and Luigi, they kind of just wear green and red. So you have people like... And these people actually are meant to help you along the way, help you to understand more uh, overworld maneuvering tricks like spin, like spinning, high jumping, using hammers, um, and using your thunder and fire attacks. That's another thing. Um, Mario has fire attacks in this game, but Luigi doesn't. He has a new thing. He has lies thunder attacks. Which is a pretty cool concept because I, w I really wish Luigi would have thunder again, but 
I don't think it ever appears in another game in the entire series. It is referenced in Partners in Time, but only at the final battle. So, that's the one time that I can think of that the lightning and fire abilities are mentioned. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. Um, they're the characters in red and green. So, the red and green characters are mainly meant to help you. Like, you have the... Um, you have the Starshade Bros, who are the first ones you run into. They teach you how to do a simple spin, I'm pretty sure. They teach you how to do a spin, which will help you get over longer gaps, which will help you stay in the air and get over longer gaps. They also teach you the high jump. From They teach you some the first bro moves, I'm pretty sure. But they also teach you the high jump, I'm pretty sure, too. And the high jump is just, you if you can't jump high enough to reach an area... The Mario Brothers get on top of each other, and they bounce really high. Makes sense, I know. Um, and then you have the core, and then you have Cork and Cask, which basically tell you what you can do with your hammers. Like, you can kind of, if Mario hammers Luigi, he'll go in the ground and be, like, burrowing like a mole. If Luigi hammers Mario, he'll just shrink down to where he can go into small holes. And then you have the um, Jellyfish Sisters, who teach Mario and Luigi how to use their lightning and thunder abilities to their advantages, making them go fast or making them kind of stay in place without turning around or anything. Um, there's more. There's, like, the Hammer Bros. I think they're the Mallet Twins or something like that. That's their name. Um, they give Mario and Luigi their hammers, and they teach them that... Uh, and throughout the game, they actually upgrade your hammer so you can break stronger blocks and do more damage with them, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, they have some interesting characters, but that's not all. Not not only are the characters that dress in red and green, but there's some cool new characters, such as Prince Peasley. Which I think Luigi is attracted to in some way. Play the game, you will understand what I mean. You will see it. But anyway, Prince Peasley is mainly a side character, main character kind of thing. He helps the Mario Bros in some ways, like he'll give the Mario Bros a gift so he can so that they can enter the Bean Bean Castle. Um and then he'll also give he'll also help along the way, like help Luigi not die. And or maybe he is the reason he dies. I actually he maybe he is the reason that he falls. I, I forget actually. But yeah, Prince Beasley, he's a side character. And then you have Queen Bean, which is just like the person that's like, huh, you should go do that. And then you have this, you have the amount of other like interesting characters. Like there's a whole Toad Village that's interesting. Mainly because the Toads aren't from the Mushroom Kingdom, I'm pretty sure. They actually made their own little colony there. Um, there's countless spins on certain um, a bunch of old Mario, of a bunch of old Mario enemies. Like there's a Goomba that appears in Tihi Valley with a spike on his head and causes a sandstorm. There is a Boomerang Bro, which was not, which is not the Boomerang Bros that appear in the newer Mario games. He's actually completely different looking. There's the viruses from Dr. Mario. You actually fight these guys, by the way, and it's cool. The interesting thing is, if you're fighting three or two, if you manage to match two or three into the exact same color, they'll instantly die, which is a really cool reference to Mar to Dr. Mario, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, there's Popple, the Shadow Thief, which I'll 
he's an interesting character. He has a night. He talks a really good way. He's actually part of one of my favorite scenes in the entire game, which is more towards the end. But I'll go over why it's like it's, it's honestly a pretty funny scene. Um, I'll go over the story here in a minute. I just mainly want to go over um, some characters and whatnot. Um, Toadsworth makes an appearance. He's not an original character, I know, but I mean, how many games say they actually have Toadsworth in them? I don't think there's a lot now. I, the main one I can think of is Partners in Time and Sunshine. Those are the only like main Mario games that I can think that have Toadsworth in them. So, what else? What else? Um, oh yeah, you fight Soda. I'll go over that in the story, but you actually, you generally do like fight a, a whole barrel, a barrel of soda. You fight a mother piranha plant. You fight, what else? You fight this weird mechanical blooper that fires bullet bills at you. You have this weird hammer bro that's like really buff and jack who just throws a chain chomp at you. I don't know, man. There's just, there's a lot. There's a lot of enemies and characters that have a really good and cool creativity to them that I don't think a lot of Mar that you don't really see in a lot of Mario games anymore. I think it's because they more or less play safe now. Man, I don't know. I think I just really like the way these characters look. I think they look funny. They look, they look memorable. They're just memorable in my opinion. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, Professor Egad makes an appearance, which I believe this is actually the second game he made an appearance in. The first one was Luigi's Mansion, which I want to mention this really quickly. Luigi's Mansion is a game that I want to go over for Halloween, so look out for that um, next month. So Egad actually owns a coffee shop, and the interesting thing about this coffee shop is if you bring beans to him that you can gather along the adventure by just simply um, burying Luigi underground and popping back up, you can bring him beans, and he'll actually make you special coffees that permanently boost your stats. It's not... I, I can recommend it a little bit because it's a little nice helper at the end, but honestly, I didn't bother to with it too much because I kind of forgot halfway through the game that it existed. Um, but you can actually get some pretty helpful boosts, like a nice speed boost. Instead of having to waste your bonus points when leveling up, you can get a nice boost permanent permanent boost on your speed which is helpful if you have a higher speed than the enemy then that means you attack first so and you do actually sorry you actually do want a pretty high speed at the end of the game i'll explain why in a minute or i'll actually I'll explain why later so yeah that is all the different characters it's really cool but now let's go on to the story so let's begin I'm not going to go over the entire story because there's a lot. I'm just going to kind of briefly go over it. But even briefly going over it will be like a pretty long story. So come closer, children, as I tell you the story of Super Mario and the... Why did I say Super Mario? Of Mario and Luigi's Superstar Saga. <sighs> so the game begins with Cacoletta in disguise going to Peach's castle as I'm pretty sure like a messenger by the Bean Bean Kingdom. So Cacoletta's disguised and she goes there to kidnap, not kidnap Princess Peach, but to steal her voice. And she gets away with it. She steals their voice and goes away. Toad goes over to the Mario Bros house and tells them what happened. Mario and Luigi jump into action and go to the castle to check out what happened. But they do run into Bowser as they get there. And then Mario and Bowser have a little fight. Luigi not included on the fun. I actually don't know what he's doing. I think he's just cheering on Mario in the background. 
Um, but yeah, it's a short fight. It's basically just a tutorial fight to help you get used to, to help you understand what the battle system is like. And then Mara, Bowser realizes that, hey, we have to go to the Bean Bean Kingdom and get Peach's voice back. So they work together and they go on Bowser's Koopa Cruiser and they run into the villains themselves, Cackletta and Fawful. And you go on a fight with Fawful. I mean, yeah, Fawful, not Cackletta. And after you quote-unquote defeat Fawful, he kind of just destroys the ship, forcing the Koopa Cruiser to crash land at Stardust Valley. Right? Is it Stardust Valley? I always get confused when I say that. They land in Stardust Valley, where Bowser is kidnapped in a cannon, and you meet the Starshade Bros, I'm pretty sure? Yeah, Starshade Bros, like I mentioned previously. I mentioned what they do, but you go... And you find out that Bowser is in captured in a cannon. And you come across a character to you come across a new character named Toll Star who requests that you pay ransom for Bowser. Once you pay ransom, you once you pay ransom, he kinda just double crosses you. So you fight him. But then after you win the fight, Bowser gets launched out of the cannon and loses his memory. And we don't know where he ends up yet. So now, after you make your way to the Bean Bean Castle, you realize that the you find out that Cackletta was using a disguise, and the actual messenger is confused as to why Mario and Luigi don't trust him. Because it turns out Cackletta was disguised as the messenger, but Mario and Luigi didn't know that. But there's bad news: the Queen is kind of bad so mario and luigi kind of have to fight the queen the queen needs help after the fight so mario and luigi make their way to the chuckle forest is it chuckle it's chucklewood forest yeah that's it so they make their way to the chucklewood forest where they have to get a soda that can supposedly cure queen bean on their way they go into the casket just kidding it sounds like i'm bored reading this and i'm not so as they're going to look for the soda they actually run into two new characters quote-unquote new, or one of them is a quote-unquote new character. They run into Popple, the Shadow Thief, which I mentioned is just a pretty funny character overall, actually. Um, he's a he's a, the way he talks is pretty funny. And he got the quote-unquote new character, Rookie, which is totally not just Bowser in a mask with no memory at all. So Mario and Luigi have to fight the two. During this fight, I actually rec during this fight, it's pretty obvious, but you should not go for Popple, you should actually go for Rookie, because once Rookie's down, Popple will just run away. Well, busy is. Um, yeah, so after that fight's down, they go around to look, they resume their, they resume their journey to look for the, the Chocola Cola, that's what the soda's called, but I'm just gonna call it a regular soda. Anyways, to get the Chocola Cola, they realize that they have to fight a monster. What is this monster, you may ask? Well, Chocola Cola. Yeah, you remember when I said that they literally fight soda? I'm not joking. They fight soda to get the soda. Anyways, once they give it to the queen, they find out what Cackletta did. Or the bean, the bean bean queen finally finds out that Cackletta stole Peach's voice, what she did. And we find out where she's hiding. She's hiding at a place called Hoo Hoo University. So you make your way over there. This is actually where the Dr. Mario enemies come in. The viruses from Dr. Mario. That's where these guys are. 
So you make your way through it, solving some puzzles here and there, and you find out, you overlook as Peach's voice is being used on the Beanstar, but nothing's happening. I probably should have mentioned this earlier, I don't know why I didn't, but Peach's voice combined with the Beanstar, so Peach's voice is the only voice apparently that can wake up the Beanstar. And whoever wakes up the Beanstar has like pretty like ultimate power. So yeah, that's why Kit Cacletta kidnapped Princess Peach. I know, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Let's go. Let's go back to where we were. So they find Mario and Luigi oversee that Cacletta is using robots to play Peach's voice to the Beanstar, but instead of making the Beanstar happy and awake, oh look at that, it makes it angry and run deep deeper into the university. But then Mario and Luigi confront Cacletta and Fawful. And then Cacletta's just like, don't worry, Fawful, for some reason. I don't think Fawful is actually included in this fight. It's just, um, Cacletta. So you fight Cacletta, and after Cacletta is defeated, you kind of kill her in a way. Um, because you pretty much defeat her until she just is a soul. She's nothing more than just a soul at that point. So Fawful vacuums her up, and now Fawful's like, here, I'll don't worry, I'll give, I'll, I'll give him one last final blow, but then Prince Peasley steps in, and, like, launches Fawful across the world. Just kidding. He launches him back into Starshade, into Stardust, into Stardust Valley. Sorry, I always get confused with that one. So, you go in and you look for the Beanstar. And the Beanstar is asleep, but, oh no, out of nowhere, we find out that Popple and Rookie are there as well. Popple claims dibs on the star, saying he found it first when he clearly kind of ran up to it at the same time you did. So now, you have to fight for it. Interesting thing about this fight is that right before the fight, they're moving the Beanstar out of the way, and Mario and Popple bow to each other right before they fight. That's an interesting little detail. I don't 100% know what it means, but I think it's funny and cool. So anyway, you go through the fight. Not much. This, is, this fight actually isn't that much different from the first fight. It's a little more difficult, I would say, mainly because they have more health, and I think they do more damage, and I think there's like one or two new attacks they throw at you. So yeah. But after that, the Beanstar gets angry, so they all cling onto it before it gets away. And as it shakes everybody off, except Bowser, whoop-de-doo, Bowser starts to regain his memory on the Beanstar when it explodes and throws Bowser back to where we started, in Starshade Valley. And right after the Beanstar exploded, it split into four different shards. Oh my lord. So, not only does Bowser get sent all the way back to Starshade Valley, and the Beanstar gets blown into four pieces, Cacletta and Fawful run into Bowser, and Fawful transfers Cacletta's soul into Bowser, and we'll go over what that comes, and we'll see what happens with that soon. So then it's revealed the reason Princess Peach's voice from the robots was actually making the robots angry was because it wasn't actually Princess Peach's voice. It was actually a decoy, as Prince Peasley actually came over to the... actually went over to the Mushroom Kingdom to warn Princess Peach about it. So they planted a decoy, and they were going to tell Mario and Luigi, but Bowser was there, so... 
so they didn't. So they went to the Bean Bean Kingdom for practically nothing. If Bowser had just stayed home for that day, none of this would have happened. So, isn't that just great? But anyway, Peach gets word that there's a toad town somewhere in the Bean Bean Kingdom. So she wants to go visit it. And then you do this stupid escort mission across Tee Valley, which is just like a desert area. Oh, this is a pretty slow and tedious task. This is one of the slowest and tedious points in the entire game. It's really not my favorite. But after you get to the Toad Town, you play some mini games and you have a blast. You win some beans, Mario eats something and almost dies. Yeah, Mario gets sick from Mario gets sick from what he eats. Apparently because his body's not used to the bean bean food. So it's up to Luigi to gather the courage and go back to Teehee Valley to get a plant for Mario. This part back in Teehee Valley isn't as annoying, or it's not as annoying as the escort mission. Point is, Teehee Valley isn't my favorite. I will say though, the music is pretty good. Take Oh yeah, pretty good, right? Anyways, you do all of that, you go through some puzzles, Luigi finds courage, and he gets the flower. Or the root, I think. So he makes his way back to the Toad Town, but... Oh boy, we're in for a treat, because... The Princess Peach... Princess Peach is being kidnapped. Right as Luigi is about to enter the hospital, he runs into Bowser. But it's actually not Bowser. Luigi at first thinks it's Bowser because he can't actually see who it is, but the silhouette matches Bowser. But then it's revealed that it's not Bowser, but is it in fact, but it is in fact, Cacletta. But that's not what she calls herself. She calls herself Bowletta. This is pretty cool, I know, right? Anyway, she takes Princess she takes Princess Peach away and Luigi goes to heal Mario and explain what happens. So they make their way back to the Bean Bean Castle and Toadsworth scolds the Mario Bros for losing Peach. But then it's revealed that Cacletta or Bowletta I should say now, uh, that Bowletta had delivered a message that basically said, I'm holding the princess for ransom, bring me the four bean stars, and she won't die. So you go on an entire quest to fetch the four bean star pieces. I'm not gonna go into what I'm not gonna go into what exactly happens because those are long branching paths. Let me just sign a summarize it short. Play a mini game for one of the bean stars. You go surfing no, you go surfing for one of the bean stars 
and you go to a beach for the bean stars and you repair a theater for the, one of the bean star shards that's about it then you make your way to this snowy kind of place which also has a really good music take a listen So yeah, good music. Essentially, you make your way through this snow ice palace type of place. You fight this little pixie fairy and her absolutely gorgeous friend. And then at the top of the palace, you meet Balletta. But right before you meet Balletta, you for the so okay, here's the here was here was the plan. They made a plan back at Bean Bean Castle to give Balletta a fake star to give Balletta a fake bean star, but that kind of backfires, because Balletta kind of believe, Balletta kind of already knows that that's a fake bean star. So instead of leaving the actual bean star at the Bean Bean Castle, Mara and Luigi bring both the fake bean star and the real one with them for some reason. But as a last minute backup plan, they convince Balletta that she does not that she does not actually have the real princess. And out of nowhere, a princess, Princess Peach herself, walks onto the screen. Balletta gets confused, drops the Princess Peach she kidnapped, and takes that one, along with the real bean star. So you might be thinking, oh, all hope's lost. Notice did uh, did I say it? Yeah. Okay, let me say it. Mario was the only one there in that cutscene giving the giving the bean star. Where was Luigi? Oh. Yeah. They convinced Bowletta that Luigi was Princess Peach. So the real Princess Peach is with is with Mario. And Luigi dressed as Princess Peach is on the Koopa Cruiser with the real Bean Star. This is by far one of my favorite. This is this is the point where the dialogue in the game is my favorite. There's some really funny moments at this point in the game. You have this whole scene where Balletta's trying to, where Balletta's confused as to why the Princess Peach on her ship is covering her nose, and then. It's it's a funny scene. So essentially what goes on is Balletta's like, why do you have your nose covered, princess? And then the princess just kind of laughs it off. But then Balletta scares Peach by saying there's a giant cockroach behind her, which forces her to, or him I should say, to put his hands up and reveal his big nose and mustache. <laughs> and then once Luigi puts his face... 
puts his hands back over his face. There's just a big pause, and Bowser's like, and Bowlet is like, Fawful? And then Fawful's like, yes. Fire at will. And then they almost kill Luigi. But Luigi successfully manages to get away. And, might I add, he may pull off the dress pretty nicely. And then he takes it off and goes back to regular boring Luigi. Okay. So Luigi makes his way through the broken Koopa Cruiser. It is broken, but it still flies apparently. But it's really, like, in bad shape. So he makes his way through the Koopa Cruiser, finds the Bean Star, the real one, not the fake one, and jumps out of the Koopa Cruiser. He had a parachute, but then Prince Peasley comes out of nowhere and is like, Hey Luigi, do you got the Bean Star? And he's like, Yeah, here it is. And then Luigi gives him the Bean Star and he's like, Excellent. And then he swings his sword around, accidentally cutting his rope. And Luigi plummets to his doom. But Luigi's a tough guy, so he can fall in the sand and and be alive. So yeah, Luigi falls in the desert at Tihi Valley. Pretty funny. So after they, but Mario has to get Luigi back because Luigi landed on a different side than where they were expecting. Mario goes, finds him, finds Luigi, but Bowser, Bowletta, man, I keep wanting to say Bowser. Bowletta is enraged that she was fooled twice. She had the Bean Star. She had the real Princess Peach. But she was fooled twice. So now she says, screw it. We're going to the Mushroom Kingdom. There's one reason why. As Peach, as Bowletta. So as they have the Beanstar now, they're making a plan. They're doing all these things. It's like, oh, great, cool. Mario and Luigi are heading their way back to the Bean Bean Castle. When, what do they find? Bean... I don't remember what that village is called, but the village right in front of the Bean Bean Castle is being destroyed. It's being shot. It's getting an all-out aerial attack from, from what you may ask, from Bowser's Castle. Yes, there's a floating Bowser's Castle in the sky shooting down the Bean Bean Kingdom. So Mario and Luigi go and investigate. They talk to the queen. The queen feels bad for saying that she needs help. But the Mara brothers agree to help, and they go up to Bowser's castle. And they fight the Koopalings. The Koopalings make an appearance in this game, and they fight them. And honestly, the Koopaling fights are... They're fine fights. I mean, some of them are pretty interesting. There's some cool gimmicks. Some of them are pretty annoying, like Windy and... Well, I guess Windy's probably really annoying, I don't know, I feel like I had more trouble than I thought I did with these guys, but honestly, they were pretty simpler than I remember. Because I did recently play through the game, like, what, a week ago? Um, but yeah, Bowser's Castle. Once you make it to Bowser's Castle, you think, oh, we're gonna fight Bowler? No! We're gonna fight Fawful instead. And this fight with Fawful is nothing like it was on the Koopa Cruiser. He actually locks himself in a machine, and the job is to overheat the machine so he comes out, and then that's your window of opportunity. That whole scene where he's defeated is actually really funny because it does it does have a lot of dialogue. It's all pretty funny dialogue, pretty good music. And then after the fight with Fawful, you get to the end, and you fight Bowletta. And this is where 
I'm going to stop talking about that. I'm not going to talk about the final five. Why? I honestly think that you should go experience it for yourself. Or just look it up in your own time. I don't care. I don't... It doesn't matter really what you do, but I honestly think that you should either give the game a play, because there's still so much in the story that I haven't even mentioned. Um, give the game a play to find out the final... to experience the final battle for yourself, because let me tell you, it is really great. The final battles in this series, in the Mario Luigi series, are pretty much near perfect in my opinion they're really good and i don't for future mario and luigi episodes i'm not going to spoil any of the final battles i might do a bonus episode where it's only the final battles of mario and luigi but i would have to be done with the entire series before i go into it or i would probably only do superstar saga to bowser's inside story final battles maybe maybe the dream team i don't know but yeah, I'm not going to say anything about the final battle. I actually will say one thing. It's hard. I know I said that this game was pretty easy. But the, but this, the final battle has a weird difficulty. A just an insane difficulty spike. Practically out of nowhere. Uh, my recommendation is that you get your speed up. That's why I mentioned back when we were talking about the coffee shop. You should get your speed up. You should focus on getting the beans to get your speed up because if you have a low speed, you're not going to have the funnest time. And make sure you have a max nut with you or you make sure you have a couple max nuts with you to heal both of the Mario Bros fully. They're expensive, but they're kind of really needed in this fight. It's a pretty hard fight. Um, but it's really good. Here is the theme. Here's the final boss theme right here. I'm gonna do... Ah, oh god. I'm gonna play both of them. I don't care. I'll play a little bit of both of them. Go on. Here we go.
Okay, here we are. We're back to it. So yeah, the game ends. Uh, ending's pretty cool. I like the ending of the game. Final boss, hard like I said. And that's it. Once Kecleta is defeated, everything's back to normal. The Bean Stars with the Bean Bean Kingdom and everybody goes back home. The Mario Bros, Bowser, Toadsworth, Peach, they all go home back to the Mushroom Kingdom. And we never see the Bean Bean Kingdom ever again, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, we don't. I think we get little references to it in the games, in future games. Hang on, sorry. My throat was really dry. Um, yeah, we do get references for to. I think we get a reference to it in the, in the next game, Partners in Time. There's a reference to Prince Peasley in that game, which I'll go over when I when I do an episode of it. But yeah, that's the end of the game. Good ending, I know. So let's talk about some differences in between. The three, I'm just going to talk over some minor differences for the 3DS version and the original version. The original version had a lot of sprites that were unique to it. Here's a good example. Here's two good examples. The Koopa Troopa and the Hammer Bros sprites. The Hammer Bros in the original version were much more jacked and beefy. In the remake, they're much more looking like regular Hammer Bros. And, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but some people were like, well, you take the charm out of some of the enemies. This isn't all of them. There's not, the, the Hammer Bros and the Koopas aren't the only two things that got changed. There's a lot of small changes that seem annoying, but honestly, it's not a bad change, if I'm being honest. Um, uh, with the Koopa, the Koopa was much like a chubbier Koopa Troopa. But in the remake, he's just replaced with a much taller, regular size. He's more just in line. He looks like a regular Koopa. He looks like Koopa the Quick from Mario 64. I'll say that one. Just a bigger, regular Koopa Troopa. Nothing's really special. Um, yeah, there's those. Uh, visual difference. Big difference. The Mario, the remake of the game, uses the Dream Team sprites. And people say... Oh, the Dream Team Sprite. Oh, you know, I don't like it anymore. It's like, you know, I could get what it's coming from because the Dream Team Sprites was used in Dream Team, Paper Jam, and then this game. So it's like two, it's like three games in a row where they didn't bother to change the art style. But honestly, I'm fine with that because I'm fine with them using the Dream Team style because the Dream Team style looked good. And even though the sprites are the same as the Dream Team style, the atmosphere is completely different. It's gore. It's really pretty. It's just, it's can't, it's pleasing to the eyes to play the, to look and play the 3DS version. Okay, that's mainly the differences in visually. And now we go over the best and final part of this. The music. Now, I've played the music throughout this episode already but there's still so much more good freaking tunes in this game man the battle theme play it right now
And then you have, you know, the the Popple and Rookie boss theme. I'll play it again. Here we go. There we go. And then you have the nice beach of Gahar Lagoon. Saying it wrong, but just listen. And then you have the piece of the main villain herself, Cackletta's theme. This is just, just play it. Okay, so the music is great. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. If you don't want to play the game, give the music a listen. It's really catchy and it's really good, especially when you play the game and you're, you know, you're, I'm just like humming along. Throughout this whole script writing thing, these notes I took, I was listening to the game's soundtrack. I, as weird as this sounds, I still listen to the game's soundtrack a lot. It's really good. Really catchy, honestly. So that brings me down to the final point. Which version of the game should you play? Should you find a Game Boy Advance and play the original version? Or have a 3DS? Or buy a 3DS? And play the remake? Honestly, it's not even a competition for me. I would 100% say, play the remake. It is... So nice. I think the only reason you would not like the remake is if you played and loved the original. If you played and loved the original, you would still even like the remake, but you would just have some small little nitpicks about the remake. But if I'm being honest, the remake is probably the definitive addition to play this game. It just had so many nice quality of life changes that make the game not easier, but feel more... I don't know, they make it feel better. You know, the circle pad is nice to play on. You know, the visuals, 
pure eye candy to look at. The music, the remixes, dude, they're great, honestly. And the game runs at 60 FPS, and it's smooth as ice. There's, like, there's not, actually, are there? There's no real frame spikes, actually. But, I don't know, just play the remake, honestly. It's, it adds a lot. And the damage, not only did it actually, it actually made the game a little harder. What I say by harder is it increased the boss health, the boss health, the, fuck, I can't say it, the boss's health a little more. Which makes the game, it doesn't make it harder, like, oh my, this, like, this is unfair. No, it actually makes it feel much better than the original, if I'm being honest. So yeah, in conclusion, play the original, no, <laughs> play the remake. Yeah. So what are what do I think about Bowser's, what do I think about Superstar Saga? If it wasn't clear enough, I really do like this game and I really recommend you give it a play or even look at it a little bit. Listen to the soundtrack. You know, it kind of I wanted to talk to people about the game, but I've come to a lot of people who don't even know the series. They only know everybody I talk to about the Mario and Luigi series. I bring it up, they're like you, like the Bowser's Inside, I bring up Bowser's Inside Story, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I played that when I, I played that when I got my three D, my DS. And that was probably the most popular one, honestly, because it was on the DS, and it was better than it, it was at a perfect point in the DS's lifespan where everybody at that point was having had, pretty much everybody had a DS." So, and it was a Mario game, so everybody was like, "Oh, the new Mario game! I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take that one." Um. But with the sequel to um, Superstar Saga Partners in Time, it wasn't so lucky as that one launched with... That one launched with this... Actually, I don't know if it launched with the system, but it came out around the time of the original 3DS model. And not a lot of people had the original 3DS model. Not a lot of people cared for the original 3DS model. When the light came out, a lot of people have cared. And a lot of people who got the light purchased the right purchased that one purchased super uh partners in time but after a while partners in time didn't exist for a long time i've gone to look at prices for partners in time and it's a i wouldn't say it's hard to find but it's not exactly easy actually either some people can charge ridiculous amounts i guess it's because this game is in such was is now kind of in high demand because it's a mario and luigi game that not a lot of people have played and unlike Superstar Saga, it didn't get a remake. So, and it's a, it's a shame too. I was actually really hoping that Partners in Time would get a remake on the 3DS, but Bowser's Inside Story got that. And I'll go over that when we get to Bowser's Inside Story. So yeah, Sumario and Luigi Superstar Saga. If I were to rate the game by a number, I would give it a solid... 9 out of 10, honestly. I'm very forgiving in a lot of game ratings, but honestly, I think Partners in Time... Oh my god. I think Superstar Zelda is a really great game. I think you should give it a play for the dialogue, the characters, the interaction, how funny the dialogue is, the catchy music, how simple the battle system is, how fun it is to like learn more about it. I don't know. I think it's really fun. But I can understand if it's not your cup of tea, as they say. <sighs> but yeah, this has been 
the Ace Card Podcast. And last words, give Superstar Saga a playthrough if you have nothing better to do. And I will see you all in the next episode. Hopefully, it's pretty soon. Thanks for watching, or thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.